Education today can be difficult and draining and amazing and fulfilling and so many things all wrapped into one. The dynamics of what we do can leave us needing every ounce of inspiration and motivation we can get. I've been a principal and educator for over 25 years, and I find my motivation and inspiration in many different places. As a principal, I often find it's my job to inspire and motivate and energize the team around me. I have to be the principal inspiration of my school, but what things inspire me as a principal? Welcome to Principal Inspiration, a podcast for educators. I'm your host, Rick Hunt, and these are my thoughts about the people and the stories, anecdotes, observations, and conversations that are my principal inspiration on any given day. My sincere hope in sharing is that you might be inspired as well. I hope this podcast leaves you feeling energized, challenged, and ready to go be awesome. Our students deserve nothing less. Now, the way my dad would tell it, the roast weighed 10, 15 pounds. I think it gets bigger every time I hear the story. But uh, So my brother and I, I don't know, we were mid-teens, early tweens, somewhere in there. And my mom and dad liked to go bowling together. They, w- they had a bowling league, and they would, they would take off in the evening. And I, it was an evening where dinner time was running a little bit late. Um, things hadn't quite gotten finished up and ready before my parents had to leave for bowling. And so they left and they left my brother and I, two hungry young men sitting in a house with a roast and potatoes and carrots and gravy and all the fixings. And they said, well, Hey, go ahead and leave us some, but go ahead and eat your dinner. Well, my brother and I proceeded to eat. And apparently um, what my dad will tell you is that we ate a 10-pound roast between us and left nothing but a little bit of fat and gristle for mom and dad when they got home from bowling. Why do I tell you that story? One, it's funny. And two, it's hilarious that my dad keeps making that roast bigger after I don't know how many years it's been since that occurred. But three, to focus on the idea of family dinner. Family dinner in my house growing up was important. And this is going to come off as a little old-fashioned, but I believe family dinner is still a critical element, or should be a critical element, in every family's time. Every family should be taking some time, somewhere, to get together, knee-to-knee, around a table, and just spend time. It was, it was important to me. It was something that inspired me as I became a father to want to connect with my kids. And I'll be honest, and I'm not throwing stones at anybody who does not have family dinner time, because... We didn't do it regular enough. Too often we got caught up in sitting at the couch or or we were running here or there or everywhere and we just ended up eating wherever we could. Heck, sometimes I eat dinner standing up at the counter because I was rushing between one thing and the next. But the times that we did sit down and the times that we did have conversations, the times that we shared our greatest and least as we called it, where you told the best part of your day and the worst part of your day, the time where each girl took time to share, And there were no opt-outs. Everybody had to share something. Mom and dad had to share too. And it was important because it just connected us back as a family. I got to hear parts of my kiddos' day that I never would have heard otherwise. Too often they won't tell you the worst part of their day, or they may tell you the worst part and never get to the best part of the day. And if they've got to reflect and think about it, it was something special. And just simply using that to start conversation at the table and spending a little bit of time together helped me learn more about my kids. And well, 
I can't tell you how invaluable that is as a parent. Now, why am I talking about family dinner time on a principal inspiration program? Well, I think time, family time, is just as important in the classroom. You've got to treat your class as a family sometimes. You've got to make sure that the family has time to sit and talk and get knee to knee and share, just like family dinner time. It can be pretty structured or it can be unstructured. It can be something that you know you, you really use to, to do something or train something in your classroom. Or it can simply be a time just to share. We have structured morning meetings as a part of our program here at Rockport Elementary, or we're supposed to each and every day. I know sometimes it gets missed. Sometimes it gets written out because there's other important things, just like family dinner time gets overlooked too often. But when it is taken and when that time is taken to sit down, I know good things happen. As a teacher, I saw it firsthand. When I would take time and sit down knee to knee with my students, or as a principal when I've gone into classrooms and watched that occur, Students lean in. They listen to each other. They want to learn from each other. They want to know what's going on. Also, when that informal activity or informal conversation or thing that you do happens, nonverbal communication and fun and just building up a little bit of camaraderie in your class becomes important for everybody. It makes them feel more apart. And if I feel more a part of something, well, I want to be more. I want to be there more often. Classes that take time for family time, for a morning meeting, to share and to connect, often see a decrease in attendance issues. Students want to be there. They want to connect. They want to share. I was in an alternative school for a couple of years, and while I was there, I used family time or my morning meeting every Monday morning. I'd simply ask this, tell me about your weekend. Tell me something you did last week that you enjoyed. I would try a question where every student had to share something. And the thing is, it wasn't had to share. It got to be where they wanted to share. They got excited about sharing something. They wanted to tell me about their day or their weekend or their previous week or the party they went to uh, with their family for, for a birthday or they wanted to tell me about the pet that had passed away. Or they, there, was, there were things they just needed to get off their chest. And on occasion, I would forget. Monday morning, I'd get in, I'd rush into the week, and I'd want to make sure everything was started. And someone, one of these hardcore kids, these are kids who were, to be quite honest, put out of their other school. Their home school had had enough of their behavior, had whatever had occurred. They were unable to be successful in the regular classroom, and this was many of their last opportunity before expulsion. This was their chance to get it right. And so, certainly had some challenging behaviors, and these were tough cookies in many instances. But to a student, they wanted that time. And if I forgot on a Monday morning to ask them to share about their weekend or their previous week, somebody would raise their hand and say, Mr. Hunt, aren't we going to have sharing time today? And it was heartfelt. It wasn't one to waste time that we got to the work. Probably helped that that took a little bit of time. But Giving each of those students that opportunity meant something. It connected them as a community, connected them to me. And I shared too. I always shared something about my family or my daughters or something that was going on. And that made me more real to my students. Just like family time at home, I mean, how important is that? How absolutely important is it as a family to connect 
and to stay connected. It allows you to share in each other's concerns and set goals and just really celebrate successes. It really helps you understand what's going on in your child's life. So if you're not doing family time, I highly recommend it. And if you're not doing family time in your classrooms, well, you are missing an opportunity for the social, emotional health and well-being of your students, and to be honest, your teachers, because I always felt more connected to my students when I spent that time with them. And I honestly believe I had many fewer discipline issues in that alternative ed class because they respected the fact that I cared enough about them to say, hey, tell me about your weekend. Hey, tell me about that thing that you did last week. Or does anybody have anything going on they just want to share, get off their chest? And allowing them to take a few moments, it was important. Are you starting each day in your classrooms? Are you sharing with your teachers and the expectation that morning meeting happens on a daily basis? Are you reminding them that if you miss it today, it's still important to get back to it tomorrow? You can structure those in so many different ways. If you look at the responsive classroom, uh, it, it, it is a program. You can buy books on it. There are morning meeting, uh, there's a morning meeting book that will help you structure that time very, in a very important way. Share an agenda. Let everybody know what the, what's coming up for the day. In family time, sometimes you say, hey, here's what's coming this week. Mom's going to be working late this night. Or, hey, we've got a ball game coming up. Or this or that might occur. An agenda helps everybody feel more comfortable. I, I can't stress how important it is that every day your students see and hear an agenda so they know what's coming for the day. There is comfort in knowledge of what's coming next. The morning meeting can be structured in a way that, that allows for the students to have a quick fun activity. Uh, maybe they do a special greeting. I've seen videos of where teachers uh, line the class up and they do a special handshake with every kid as they come in. In that morning meeting inside, you could do something very similar where students pass around a special greeting that they want to share with everyone. It could be just simply saying hello in a foreign language. You might take time to actually talk about an issue that's occurred in class. I don't think it's a time for discipline. It's not a time to call anybody out. I don't think family meetings at home should be that either. You know, take time to discipline later. If there's a family issue, though, at home, that would be a good time to discuss, hey, you know, how are we going to manage this? Or how are we going to get through this difficult time? Or maybe it's something really fun coming up that you want to have a vote on and talk about and take and elicit ideas. Classroom, the same thing. Maybe there's a celebration coming up because your class has been rocking it and they've been earning compliments from around the, around the building and it's, you're getting ready to have that celebration. Is that a time where you could say, hey, what would you like? And help the children decide exactly what it is that would be important to them. And this works at all ages. My alternative ed kids were teenagers. Some of them came to school with anklets on. They were on probation outside of school. These were hardcore kiddos and they appreciated it. Elementary to middle school to high school, heck, in college, it could be valuable, I'm sure. I'm not sure how it would look, but making time and taking time, boy, there's just nothing else is special. I'm going to close with another story about my dad. Um, now, this isn't about the 10-pound roast that my brother, or 15-pound, whatever it was, that my brother and I ate while my parents were at bowling, just leaving fat and gristle. Poor starving parents. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. I'm, if you're listening, I apologize for having eaten all the roast. I feel terrible about it still. But man, it was good. 
Anyway, this is another story. My, my mom and dad came over one time, and they brought uh, a gift. They had, they had a no-strings-attached, uh, it was a monetary gift, nice little, sizable little sum of money. And uh, the, really, they said, hey, we just want you to take this and do something fun with it. But then my dad reflected with me, and this has stuck with me. He said, hey, th- there is one thing I want you to pay attention to. How much time do you have left before your girls aren't little girls anymore? And my girls weren't at that point. They were already in high school and headed to college. How much time do you have? Really, are you taking that time to spend time? That's really all he said. And, and it, it, he kind of left it with the idea and made me feel like, you know, he at some, in some way really missed time. In fact, I mean, he may have even said that. I, I can't remember the exact words of the, or the exact conversation, but the impression I got and how I left that conversation was this, this fundamental belief that I was running out of time with my girls. And it's true. Now that my two oldest are adults and my youngest is going to be one next year, I realize very much there is an importance of time, and that time runs out very quickly. Soon your little ones aren't little ones anymore. But I, I took my dad's advice and I used that money and I took my girls on a on an Orlando trip. And this is this was during school right after Thanksgiving. I looked for the absolute best time to go to Universal Studios so we could see Harry Potter land. And I, as a principal, I'm telling you, um, yes, I took my children out of school and I took a couple of days off and I made time for my girls. I don't do it all the time. I don't do it every year. But that one time stands out for me as invaluable. I had a connection and a time with my girls. I don't even know 100% if they feel the same. But the time I got out of that, listening to them and hearing about the things they were planning on doing. and what, Just time. Take it. Steal it. Do whatever you got to do. Make sure that there is a carved out time in your day to get with your kids, and I'm not just talking your home kids, but also your school children. Make sure that your teachers understand the value of a morning meeting. It sets the day up for success. We can't be awesome if we don't take some time. I'd believe it 100%. And you know what? That is one way that we can all go be awesome. Our students, our children, They deserve nothing less.